I'm one of the good boys. Damn, Chris, on the internet for a day. I'm Chris, say it's new. Let's make a podcast, boy. Come on now, what do you say? Who what will this podcast be about? It's new with a tear in his eye. We got stories that people tell each other from Louisiana Pike to the city of Mumbai. Oh, you mean urban legends. And the podcast was Urban Legends with Bill and Chris. Take care, y'all. Hello, didn't see you there, and welcome to this week's <laughs> Urban Legends, the uh, weekly podcast looking into urban legends, uh, presented by uh, myself, ex-cracked staff writer and now podcaster Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is ex-cracked staff writer and now podcaster Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How you been getting on since the days of Cracked when we were staff writers and now we're podcasters? Um, you were difficult. The... Sorry, go ahead. It's a difficult time, Chris, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, there are there are, there are quite a few on the podosphere, aren't there? The old extra. A lot of our I, old I liked colleagues. a lot. Of, yeah, I liked a lot of the old Cracked stuff. Well, of course you did, because you used to. Because I used to write for it. Yeah, sorry, I'm not buying the Yeah, no. Um, you used to do um, war reporting, didn't you? But but you know, with a with a bit of a nod and a wink. Yeah, you know, why can't why can't the horrors of war be a barrel of laughs? That was my. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't get many articles published. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well, I mean, but, you know, it's quality, not quantity, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's some people could learn from. You certainly uh, got yourself into some scrapes, didn't you? There was that time in um, Burundi, of course. Yeah. It was that, that, that kicking was off uh, kicking off the Arab Spring? Yeah, when you, when you personally kicked off the Arab Spring by um, writing a writing a wry comment on the leadership in Algeria. Might have been a little CIA money involved, but you know, really nice one. So, is that why the CIA use our stuff now? Is it because of your contacts? I'm not liberty to discuss. Oh, that's a shame. Um, so, what is it that you miss the most about leaving Crack to start um, to now do a podcast on iHeartRadio? It's the, it's the massively diminished out, audience numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's still going, isn't it? I think, correct. But it's, um, From what I understand, it got bought out by like venture capitalists who then turned it into just a pretty horrible place to work and took away all the healthcare and um, became more sort of uh, controlling of the editorial. Space. So like the AV Club and all of the other decent yeah. sites that they used to have, stuff like that. Radio yeah. Times. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh, Radio Times, that would have been a great place to work in a heyday, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been great, especially the Christmas special. Edition. Oh, yeah. What's going to be? What the film's going to be this year? Is Cilla Black's... Batman's on, Mum. Cilla Black's top ten light entertainments over the Christmas period. It's going to be a Laura Laura film. An audience with Bruce Forsyth? Oh, that would be lovely. Oh, why are you such a genius, Bruce? We can get to see one of the American films four or five years after its release in America. <laughs> That'd be good. That pretty much used to be how it worked, didn't it? It did, yeah. Unless you went to the cinema, but he's going to do that. Didn't have money for that. Didn't have money for that. No, needed it for coal down, down coal to the coal mine, coal frost, Christmas stockings, mining content for the content engines. Yeah, yeah. for the yeah, mining content for crack. So, what was your what was your what was your highlight of your crack days, then, Chris? Well, definitely uh, happened. Uh, well, I'd like, because um, obviously I worked in the uh, political section and I liked uh, a lot of my sort of pun-based titles. They were good. Like, um, 
uh, Colonel Saunders. Bernie Sanders uh, is apparently uh, high up in the North Korean military, according to Breitbart. That was a good one. Um, who else is political? Donald Pump. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump uh, causes £250,000 worth of damage on US Navy One by filling its fuel tank with salt water dispensed from a pump that he's mysteriously had inserted in the White House. (laughs) That's a good idea. It's the best idea. Nancy Pelosi has been nominated ahead of Nancy Pelosi A and Nancy Pelosi B after Nancy Pelosi A and B refused to kill a baby seal with a Bible. That's a nice one, isn't it? I mean, it's all very, it's all very good politics, you know, really good political stuff. What we need, what we need more of in this day and age, I would imagine. Yeah, um, I mean, really... s- slow Biden. Uh, in recent presidential in presidential debate, Joe Biden uh, sets a record for only seven, saying twelve words per minute. So it's mostly just finding a, a rhyming word to replace a name or something like that, really. He's been taking it from the British tabloids, I'll be honest. But, yeah, it's um, quite sun-influenced. But it was uh, it was pretty new stuff over there. So it's no, I mean, it's no up yours to laws, I'll be honest with you, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it, it kept me in... That's um, not, that's true. Kept me in uh, article pr- production for, uh, for a good few years. <laughs> Did you not get put off by all the vitriol below the line? No, commentary out were quite brutal with your stuff, weren't they? A lot of misspelt rage. I will be honest with you, Neil. I don't look at reviews or comments, whether they be good or bad. I type it up, like with this podcast. I say some stuff, edit it, put it out, and then I forget about it. That's what is best. a cucktard wrist? That's what I want to know. Well, me apparently, but I don't know. I don't know beyond that. So who, who knows? I, I mean, I must assume by that it means, um, you know, com- you know, massive alpha ladies man. Is that not what yeah, it means? That's, that's well, obviously well, what I am now. I would imagine so. So um, anyway, let's not dwell on the past. No, any so, more than we normally do. No, it's a shame. I mean, this is basically sort of a a, a call out, a, a cupid's arrow to try and get on behind the bastards, isn't it? This whole bit that we're doing. I mean, I would have thought that was where you were probably coming from. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we'd be great on it, apart from the fact uh, that we constantly talk over him. I think, so, yeah, don't worry. I think we'd soon get our bits edited down to nothing. It doesn't think it would have happened. But, um, yeah, I, no, I think, uh, I think you know, you know, you look back on, you know, what's happened to all of those kind of, like, websites and sort of some of the decent stuff, and uh, I think it's, you know, it was worth the trade to just make sure there's more money coming into Facebook and Google. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, wasn't it, actually? They were saying that um, from doing writing content, because Facebook changed its algorithm to promote videos rather than articles, then the new managers, at, the new bosses at Cracks said, we need you to yeah. bang out a load of videos now instead of doing articles. And everyone's yeah, or just hate speech. That sounds quite well. <laughs> More hate speech. speech. No, no. There wasn't enough swastikas in your yeah. latest article about um, Great British Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> So, Neil, speaking of swastikas, what are we talking about today? Well, it's it's nothing to do with uh, with that. It's uh, we, We're going to go to to Thailand. Well, you say it's nothing to do with that, but isn't Thailand where they've got Hitler fried chicken? There is there is a Hitler fried chicken, <laughs> I believe, in Thailand. Um, yeah, maybe not. Um, 
they just said they just sensitivities of they just said it's a powerful image and you can't can't disagree with that. Who was it? Who was it? Who came up with all the Nazi stuff? Hugo Boss or something? Oh, I think he was involved with creating the uniforms. Mm. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous lines, slimming. Yeah, I don't, I don't know in terms of all of the. Uh, I think Goebbels was quite involved with a lot of the um, iconography. iconography, wasn't he? Um, mm. But yeah, I'm not really sure because, of course, they. Uh, I believe it was originally a Hindu symbol. That they it really is. Did. They turned. They turned the. Um, they turned it back. The to wheel front. around. Yeah. Yeah, like it's that. just a wheel of life. Yeah. Um, is that what you say when you're posting it in your craft articles? <laughs> but, um, well, that's that's why um, mine get more views on Facebook. Well, yeah, that's what's going to say. Um, no, so I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so I apologise to my side friends, but Maynak Prakanong. So oh. that means the lady knack of uh, an area of um, Bangkok. You've got a bit of a knack with the ladies, haven't you, Neil? Prakanong. So nobody tells me. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's a bit. I guess it's a bit like Leonardo da Vinci. It's just that's where she, where where she was living. And yeah, they call it like Miss Knack or Lady Knack. So I'm going to only go with Lady Knack from now on in because it's going to be okay. easier for me to pronounce. But she's a very well known Thai female ghost. Okay. And according to the local folklore, the story is based on events that took place during the reign of King Rama the Fourth. So that would have been about 1850. Oh, so fairly recent. Yeah, so it's not not too long ago. You know, 150 or 170 odd years ago. Um. So there's a shrine dedicated to Nak mm-hmm. and Wat Mahabat. Um and in nineteen ninety seven the shrine was relocated to a to a, another nearby within Swan Lying district of uh, of modern Bangkok. Um Why was that they need to build a tower there? Yeah, I'm not really Yeah, I'm not sure actually. Didn't get into the um you didn't, into you didn't... the ins and outs of temple movements, but uh Ugh. it's quite a big shrine though. It's quite um so you've got pictures of, you know, there's a lot of uh, lot of offerings from various people. We'll get into why that is. Well, they um, they like a ghost in Thailand. I mean, for, for future episodes, I've kind of looked up some Thai ghost stuff, and some of the ghosts are pretty hilarious. Yeah, I've seen that there's a, there's a good, some sort of good Malaysian ghost as well. I, I hadn't realised that, yeah, um, it's, it's quite a big uh, piece in the sort of Buddhist um, canon about... Um, so the idea when you go to the afterlife, you can be, you can become a ghost before you become reincarnated. Oh, really? Which I wasn't aware of. Mm. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Sort of, yeah, you go to a kind of um, what do you call it? Yeah. So, well, not exactly, but you know what I mean. A limbo. I think waiting room. Yeah. In the yeah. celestial waiting. Spirit, celestial waiting room, but you know, before you before you're going to get reborn, or, or possibly you know, well, I suppose if you're going to attain nirvana, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't go there, you'd just disappear or something. I don't know how that works. What would you like to be reincarnated as, Neil? More successful person. A more successful person? Yeah. Oh. Nice. Just, I'm, I'm not overly ambitious, Chris. Just maybe like a podcast with twice our numbers. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that that's very unambitious, really. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, step at a time. Yeah. You've got, you know, got, got millions of years to get this right. I don't think the human race does have millions of years. No, I don't think you probably have, ever. Nah. Um Give it maybe 50. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so, okay. So we've got a couple of sources. So there's good old Wiki and there's a Thailand Foundation um, oh, that sounds... webpage as well, talking about the uh, Thailand's most famous ghost love story. The Thailand Foundation sounds like sort of a, a dodgy... Things set up by a billionaire. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, it's connecting people through goodwill and friendship. Mm. Straight into it? their Swiss bank accounts. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The I, I shan't comment on it because I'm coming from a place of pure ignorance. I'm speculating. I'm not making any accusations. Fair yeah. enough. So this is among one of the best known ghost stories in Thailand, a tale repeatedly told through various media. The legend strikes a chord for people due to its universal theme of love and heartbreak. And there have been like twenty odd movies made since the fifties on this actually. Wow. So it's, yeah. It, I mean they're all they're all um in Thailand because obviously there's a big yeah. you know, hu- huge sort of legend in Thailand. And apparently it's quite big in sort of comics and things like that as well. So okay. it's quite a, a cult figure in terms of you know, they tend to it's I, I suppose I kind of like it's almost akin to I suppose if I can um you know mix up Catholicism with Buddhism a little bit. It's you know Why a not? bit like it might as well. Eh? Well, we had yeah. syncretic religions before. I think there was like a, in Cambodia, wasn't there a three uh, some com- composite religion or in Vietnam or something? Yeah, or voodoo. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, but yeah, it's a bit like kind of like you know saints or something like that, or you get you know shrines or some yeah. patron saint or something or another. So uh, kind of like. Um, so, yeah, um, it's believed to date to around kind of like 1850. Recent saint. Yeah. So according to the fable, Mac's husband, who was called Mac, that's Mac, good. Mac, yeah. Yeah, that's good for one of your short, headlines, wouldn't it? Short for Mackenzie. Yeah, I assume so. He, was con- he, was, he went, got conscripted and went off to war while she was still pregnant. Oh, no. Nightmare. Even, well... And he goes and gets himself injured as well, doesn't he? Oh, idiot. So, and then even worse... He wasn't even a good soldier. <laughs> he, might have been, he might have been heroically kind of like carrying the flag into battle or something, weren't they, like war and peace? I don't think they make the good soldiers carry the flags into battle, do they? They're not the standard bearers. You don't want to put your best man doing that. That's probably some kid normally, I would have thought. Yeah. I don't know. Although I think, wasn't there a whole thing where, I don't know, there is... Like some, if it if it drops, someone else have to pick it up, wouldn't they? It's very important, isn't it? You're thinking of the game Capture the Flag. No, I'm sure, I'm sure. But there's there's a there's a famous bit in um in war, I say War and Peace, where Napoleon spots this Russian chap carrying the flag heroically. Mm. He's like, yeah, you you're all right. <laughs> you're all right, mate. Tell you what, you Russians, you're all right. indomitable spirit and all that. Um. So yeah, anyway, I don't got... really care about flags. Do you? <laughs> No, it strikes. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, and it's human life same. over flag. I would say I would agree. I suspect that it wasn't that way in terms of, you know, I think, you know, if you were sort of like romanticizing Wellington or, or Napoleon or something like that, you'd probably like actually, you know, flag over, you know, yeah, much yeah. more important that you know, the flag gets waved around. Yeah, it's just like a picture of me or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's important to have a certain level of pageantry in the acts of killing other humans, I find. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think no way have you kind of got a bit mixed up there. Dreadfully uncivilised otherwise. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so she she became... So, yeah, there's, apparently there's a whole class of ghosts. Pitai mm. Tang Klom, ghost of a woman who di- died during childbirth with the baby still inside her. Um, and her body was buried in the cemetery at Wat Mahabat. But because of love... How did she die? So, uh, just that she was giving birth to the child. And oh, just started the childbirth. Both, yeah, they both, um, her and the child sadly both um, died as she was... Was, they injured, was the injured soldier back at that point? No, no. Here's, here's where it takes a twist. Okay. He was so the, the baby. 
<laughs> yeah, it turns out he's time traveling, <laughs> and he was both the the father and the son. Oh, um, nice! Back to the Future style. Yeah, that's probably the latest plot in my in my, fan, movies, in my fan fiction rewrite. Oh yeah, yeah. But because of love, her spirit was still bound to a former life. She reappeared in human form to carry on the daily chores at home. Every day she lingered on, waiting for her husband's return. The terrified villagers invited monks and exorcists to banish her, but none were able to succeed. Uh, got it. So he's been treated for the wounds that he sustained at war. Mm-hmm. Comes back home. It's greeted by his loving wife. Mm-hmm. Now got a kid. And, uh, yeah, so he's living happily ever after with his wife and child. Or so he thought. Oh, right. So ghost wife. House, house on the river. Yeah. Uh, he's got it all going on. But it wasn't long before the villagers revealed the truth to Mac. Nack and her child were, in fact, dead. Mac was furious and dismissed the warnings as rumours. That's going to be a different, difficult conversation, isn't it? You know what? These are good. <laughs> You're in a relationship with a ghost. You're raising a ghost baby. Ah, they're just rumours. I mean, these. I mean, they're kind of a different kind of ghost. Then that you can't really tell the difference. Well, this is this this. I mean, I don't want to get too pure in about this, but it does raise some questions. Oh, maybe. I mean, well, no, because he just. We'll find out in a minute how he finds out that it's actually it's true, but. It, yeah, I mean, he's been. I mean, we don't have a real sort of notion of the passing of time here, but you've got to assume he's been back at least days. Do you know what I mean? Rather than hours. Mm. So, I mean, he'll have like touched her. So she seems to be cor- sort of corporeal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it's interesting, and she's able to. Um, so who knows? You know, it's um, yeah, it's just quite interesting. Apparently, this type of ghost can actually uh, take on corporeal. So well, that's you not know, bad is it? Is that a ghost or a zombie? I mean, well, you know. And well, then... it's not a zombie because it wouldn't be the original body, presumably. No, you, you'd think. So it's just kind of like a hologram that can manifest. A sologram, sologram. Sologram or something, yeah. don't know what you'd call it. Like um, Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Became, yeah, in one of those later series, didn't they? See, this would be better, you know, when they've got like, um, you know, a T-Pack or whatever they put up on. But well, they're doing it with all sorts now. I think the last one I saw was Les Dawson. I think they're putting a hologram oh, really? somewhere up north. Yeah, some some show or whatever. Well, there's um, a big, there's a big Apple one, isn't there? Which is oh yeah, which is more kind of virtual avatars, isn't it? But yeah, I'm assuming it's using a similar. It's technology. using holograms, and basically, it's a genius. I mean, they built the, like the building that it's hosted in in London, down down the East End. Um, down at the Olympic Park, like they, the, the building which it's done in was built especially for this because they knew how much money they'd make. Because they basically, they can just Abba can do a sellout Abba concert every night and not have to actually bother turning up or doing a concert. They just get holograms to do it, and people will pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably the future, isn't it? Or partially because someone could do a concert in whatever you know the Hollywood Bowl or some you know that's the only thing I can think of. And then it's filmed and then hologrammed to Paris, London, Bangkok, you know, wherever, all over the world. And then you can suddenly have like a couple of, a few million people paying 50 quid a ticket for one concert rather than 20, 30,000. I feel like though you just want to get like some really good kind of like session musicians who can just like copy their styles and then just get something interesting like, I don't know, have Jimi Hendrix. Jamming with um, 
You know, the Bill stones Collins. or something. Bill Collins, yeah. No, equally good, apparently. Um, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah, but you know what I mean? Just like, like you know, like, why, don't we, why don't we mix and match a little bit? Yeah, that'd be good. Chad and Dave with, um, I don't know. Bark. Bark. <laughs> Got a good woodcut somewhere. We can do a hologram of that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, who's going to know? Who's going to know? Exactly. No one knows. Uh, Ronald Reagan and um, Biggie Smalls. That'd be good. Yeah. Good crossover. Awesome. Rapping Ronnie Reagan. <laughs> it's a pair and his time has come, definitely. It's interesting, isn't it? Because for some musicians, you must get to kind of a, there must be a tipping point where you're kind of worth more dead than alive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because... Yeah, I mean, I know there's there's a musician who I really like called Anson Pack, and he has a tattoo on his chest saying, "Anything, do not release anything that I didn't release. These were demos or just practice or whatever, and I don't want any of it released ever." And he's had a tattoo on him in case they print him when he's dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I suppose well because presumably he'll have that in his um, you know, in his legal instructions as well because. I assume if you've, you know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's, you know, well, but it's a bit explicit, though, as you say, and it's where people try and turn out old demos and just a load of stuff that you didn't want released. Yeah, I think that's a bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess it depends on if you care about legacy and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that I do because I'll be dead. But, um... but if you've got like a big body of work that yeah. um, you don't want, I mean, because I, I mean, actually, she was still alive, but what was that lady who wrote, um, oh, God, what was it called? It's not Catcher in the Rye. Um, to Catch a Mockingbird or something, is it? To Kill a, to kill mockingbird. a mockingbird. I can't remember. I've never actually read it, but, um, yeah, she, I think she was kind of, I think she may have passed now, but um, they released, like, one of her early novels, and there was a lot of controversy about whether or not she really wanted it really, because I think she was kind of, like, quite elderly and not yeah. necessarily in her full, um, you know. Yeah. What about you, Neil? Are you, you happy with having um, all of your stuff released? Web history. Yeah. Let it all feel go. Um, yeah, bother me what you did, you did, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, nobody's going to, let's let's be honest, nobody's going to care when I, you know. When you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be leaving it particularly, uh, you know. You don't know. Well, there'll be hundreds of hours of podcasts, Chris, if anyone really cares that much to listen to. Yeah, I'm, um, um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to feed all of your bits of the podcast into an AI and I'm just going to continue it, presuming that I die die after you. I'm just going to continue it with an AI version of you. It's not going to be difficult, is it? But what I'll probably, yeah, I might right. just feed in all of my stuff into an AI and just do a podcast of just AI do it next version. week and then just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just knock it on the head. Get this sort of thing later. <laughs> See if it does any better. Yeah. Can't do any worse, surely. Hey, come on, man. Hey, be less, be less meandering, kind of like uh, segways, segways. Less meandering, sort of. So let's 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 go back to um, let's go back to our Thai ghost. Yeah. Um. So he, so he's furious. Um. Uh, yeah. The names have tried to have a, an awkward conversation with me. He's not having any of it. <laughs> then, this is. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Can you come here for a minute? What is it? Look, this is really awkward. Hi, Mary. Hiya. Look, she she actually died about <laughs> two months ago. Yeah. What? She's over there. No, she died. I think that might be a ghost. What are you talking about? Like, what kind of that conversation? 
What are you talking about? It's just maybe dinner. Look, <laughs> let me take you to the grave. Yeah, yeah we'll dig her up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're having that conversation, but... Uh... I mean, if he seems happy and the ghost is corporeal, I just leave him to it. Do you know what I mean? Live and let live. Well, I mean, this is the thing, because, I mean, what actually sort of scares him off, so... No she's harm, cooking, no foul. She's cooking one day, you know, she's doing the cooking. Here we go. Drops a lime from a porch, <laughs> and then just did, like, a fantastic pour, Mr. Stretchy Man, reaching for the lime. She's oh, stretching really? a human arm all the way down from the second-floor balcony down to the ground below. And he, at that very moment, was returning home from running errands to witness the horrifying scene. That would be weird, but I don't... I mean, it's not... That could be useful. Well, he's finally put two and two together, hasn't he? And he's gone off. Oh. Yeah, because I always think, when I think of ghosts, I think of Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having, like, really long, bendy arms. So what do you think he does next then, Chris? Opens up a window washing company. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. But no, he goes and hides in a bush. <laughs> yeah. See? Worst soldier ever. <laughs> well, no, because... According to Thai folklore, you see, ghosts are afraid of these sticky bloomier leaves. Leaves are hiding in a bloomier bush, apparently. Oops. So, uh, and then he then he ran off into a temp into the temple, which was a holy ground. The ghosts yeah. couldn't enter. Yeah, standard. You know, standard maneuver: um, go and hide in the nearest sticky bush, and then uh, <laughs> seek sanctuary as quickly as possible. Yeah, you'd learn that in ghosts, school. Ghosts have got no answer. But, I mean, she, again, the ghost hadn't done anything to him. You know, and she was obviously making some, you know, making, I don't know, making some nice nice lime, like prawns or something, lime and chilli. Sounds That's nice. Pr- pretty, pretty common lime and um, Thai cooking, I would imagine. So yeah. uh, a lot of delicious dishes um, using lime, so. I mean, again, I mean, you'd have to say, look, are you a ghost? Yes, I am. Are you... Like, are you going to harm anyone or anything? No, I just want to be with you still and raise our ghost baby. You go, well, fair enough then. Let's just, let's just, um, let's make the best of it. Make the best of it, play it by ear. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a coward. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't go back to the army now. Maybe you could use some of your ghost stretching to do. Some window washing or something, you know. We'll get him in, get him in doing the cooking, and send her out to the to the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Might have won, might have won that war if there were some ghost soldiers. Maybe they did. Stretchy arms. Maybe they did. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll wait until that the Total War game comes out about the that soldier. particular era. <laughs> Find out if we can get like ghost soldiers or not in our ranks. Um. Yeah, so then she gets she's heartbroken and furious and sets out on a spree of revenge, terrorizing people in the community for causing Mac to leave her. I mean no one seems to have Yeah, exactly. Why you know? Why sticking your nose in? Like this is a thing, nosy neighbours, curtain twitchers. Could have kept it nice and quiet. It was all been all been fine. Um, I mean I don't really nobody seems to actually explain um what she does. exactly what she does to terrorise the people, but you know. Well, you know, may use your imagination. Yeah, exactly. Fill in the blanks. Don't need to know everything, do you? Um, and there's there's various different scenarios about what happens next, but apparently a powerful exorcist captured a ghost, confined confined her to an earthen jar, and then threw that into the uh, into the canal. They were living on in, the river, weren't they? In a shopping trolley. <laughs> I mean, history's silent on that one, Chris. But you got to imagine. Imagine that's what. 
That's what canals are for, isn't it? Disposing of shopping trolleys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our old bikes. Yeah. Just throw them in there. Mm-hmm. Don't want them anymore. I'm not going to take another tip or anything. Oh, you can't pull the gun out. Enemies. What the bodies of enemies. And yeah. ghosts. And ghosts and in jars. Earthenware jars of ghosts, yeah. <laughs> that's what I am. That's I mean, like, Camden, the, the Camden lock uh, is just is full of it. Oh, it's, oh, it's filled with ghosts. Filled with ghosts and jars. That's yeah. why the goths hang out there. Exactly. Listen to Bauhaus and try and fish up a uh, someone that goes. I mean, because this is what's happened as well. So, um, it, I mean, it, stories vary. In some, it's an old couple, in other, it's two fishermen, but they actually found the jar while fishing. Mm. Set it free again. Nice. Did you give them any wishes? No, I don't think it's. It works on genie rules. I think oh. it just goes off and uh, does some more haunting. Um, does some more haunting. But anyway, so then what happens? A venerable monk defeated mm. her by confining her spirit to a bone of her forehead and bound it to his waistband. What? I'm not sure why, but what to a bone of her forehead? So what did he dig up the corpse and get her forehead, a bone off her forehead? I mean, you've got to, you know, you've got to imagine, haven't you? But the, but the forehead doesn't. The forehead doesn't have specific bones, does it? So what? They just smash the skull up. Well, he must have done. Yeah, <laughs> this is literally here confining her spirit in the bone of her forehead. And binding it to his waistband, right? Um, well, that's that's one. That's one. Um, right. So there's the, the different stories. This, that's one story. In another one, he actually came up and just kind of assured her that in a future life should be reunited with her beloved husband. So she voluntarily departed for the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, would you? I mean, Interesting. Think... Le- the... Legend says the waistband is in the possession of the Tyrell family. So. Ooh. And of course, go. they're um, they're lizard people, like our royal family, aren't they? Well, I assume so. Most um, girls are. Would she want to get back with her husband? Because I mean, she she was with her husband after death anyway, and then he saw that she had ghost powers, and then he went went into a sticky bush. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, is I mean, how, I, I, how deep is his love? Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? I suppose that is, that's not something... It is till death to us part, isn't it? There's nothing in there. I want to say it's a literally just contractual. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's the thing. I the my part of the contract. <laughs> well, no, because I, I, I suppose he's kind of like, well, I can't, you know. I don't know. Like, I mean, this, this is what kind of the crux the of this whole story. Well, I'm again, to you see, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of interesting kind of gaps in this story so <laughs> use your imagination because yeah what's happening with ghost baby mm-hmm. um i mean is he kicking off as well because he just disappeared just disappeared and, like, he doesn't say anything about the baby being bound into a forehead or put in no, a no, child no. history remains and vocal remains silent on the on the baby's Best. fate so presumably he just sort of wandered off into the woods disappeared or something i don't know or became a i don't know some other type of ghost a shooting star Yes. No, that'd be nice. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's a few different kind of like um, versions of of what happens then. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I mean, in terms of, I mean, I suppose you know she still loved him, and it's like you know they're not going to be compatible now that he's realised that she's a ghost. But when he passes, I suppose he'll be. Would you? I'd go out with a ghost. Yeah. Well, you know, there you go. But then I'm I'm very sensitive, aren't I? I've got a very big heart. I um. I see beyond 
I see beyond uh see beyond death life and death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was sat from the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that one coming. Did you? I didn't <laughs> until I said it. <laughs> but anyway, so the good news is now she's become like um kind of like a bit of a you know patron saint or something, a bit of a ledge around that so there's a there's a temple to her. Um, so apparently she's particularly popular among those hoping not to be picked for military service <laughs> in the Lucky Draw Star subscription. Okay, now. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of people come to her shrine to pay their respect and seek her favours. That sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? Like there being a lottery-style conscription thing. That sounds like something out of 1984 or something. I mean, that's the worst kind of lottery, isn't it? Yeah, you're going to war. <laughs> Yeah, you've got you've got to go and uh, well, is Thailand still essentially run by a military junta, junta probably? I think they've been in charge for ages, haven't they? The military in Thailand. Oh, I've no idea. But um, yeah, you've got to go and fight the absolute worst criminals in the world in the Golden Triangle. <laughs> I mean, even if it was just like you know, just being in the army for three years and polishing boots and stuff, I wouldn't much fancy it. No. I, don't, I mean, I don't really like being told what to discipline, do. discipline, I suppose, but... Nah. Yeah, no, not for me. I'd, as always, Neil, I would turn directly to the corrupt. Well, maybe that maybe that'd work for you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of like... Um, kind of like most of the story there, to be honest with you, Chris. I mean... Are there any sightings? Or has you kind of just become a kind of saint now? Not someone... Yeah, no, it's become just more kind of like... Um, not something they used to scare kids. No, they, they they don't really sort of do that. I mean, allegedly there was a lot of, you know, her wreaking her revenge on the town, but it doesn't really get into too much about what happened there. No. So it's mostly just now become kind of like a bit of folklore. And do, you reckon just, that's you know, been, do you reckon it's been hushed up because now she's quite popular with future military people? Well, with all yeah, with all of this money coming in through the shrine, I think yeah. you to pay off a few, you know. But actually, let, let you, yeah, they're just like, oh, she just wreaks a bit of havoc. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the details. Does it once a year on the anniversary of it? <laughs> it's absolutely horrific. A few dead villagers are going to, you know, just flayed alive. Well, it's yeah. the price of doing business, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so she, you know, she's still apparently very popular um, around Thailand. Mm. As I say, I've been over 20 odd films. Um, including a computer animated film, and she's very common in Thai comic books and animated cartoons. You know, uh, yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, what's made her so popular? Is it the long arms? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it was all prior to Fantastic Four, wasn't it? So I think what they're sort of saying here is it's a tale of, you know, sorrow and heartbreak and how love can mm. bring about great happiness and the end of love can bring about great sorrow. God, tell me um, about her, her love and devotion, even beyond the grave, allowed, allowed her to rise from death. Mm-hmm. Um, but the power of love then became destructive when her husband found out that she was a ghost. Are you reading a synopsis? I am reading a <laughs> <Final> foundation. <Yeah. laughs> that, that, that didn't ring true for something you'd say. No, ring true for something you'd say. <laughs> Also serves as an illustration of Buddhist teachings, the unavoidable circle of birth, ageing, sickness and death, Uh you know, and the the marks of existence, all things being impermanent, life being full of suffering, and there's no such thing as a mortal, non-changing self. You're Um, reading that as well, aren't you? I am, of course, yeah. Well, obviously. In the end, nothing can triumph over truth, not even love, apparently. Nothing can triumph over truth. This is what it says. I mean, that, I mean keep that quiet, considering what yeah. our podcast's about. 
<laughs> and also considering the the state of politics in the West, I would say that quite a lot can triumph over truth these days. I think yeah. that tr- truth might be at the bottom of the pile of things that can triumph. It, it is. It is currently, isn't it? I mean, how, how long that 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 state of affairs lasts for? Is yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's just become very popular. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people, you know, they see it as a as a story of kind of like you know, you know, love yeah. um, conquering all sort of thing. Um, and many people still believe in the authenticity of the legend, which is why worshippers still flock to the shrine at Mahabit Temple. Yeah, and it makes yeah. sense that military people go there because she obviously died while her husband was away at being really shit at war. Well, we don't know. He might have been terribly heroic, but uh, yeah, we don't I think know. we've I think we've concluded that he was bad at war. Yeah, he's more of a bush hider. Bush, yeah, he's more, more of a bush hider than a berserker, I guess. Oh, here's a here's an interesting little um, bit at the end. Now, oh. so there's a leading Thai history writer who wrote an article in the Siam Prophet newspaper in 1899. So this was obviously um, Thailand used to be called Siam. Yeah. Um, in which he claimed that the story was based on the life of a lady called Anne Ding Nack. Oh, that's right, that's uh, Mrs. Nack. Just, anyway, who was a daughter of a community leader mm. um, who died when she was pregnant. And her son, worried that his father might remarry and cause him to lose a portion of his inheritance, invented the ghost story, <laughs> dressed in women's clothing and threw rocks at passing boats to make people think Nack's ghost was responsible, causing possible suitors to turn away in fear. All so after. there you go. All so after. could just be a ghost dressing up as his mum. Um, Some dressing up as his mum and scaring off potential suitors. Just... So there you go. Pick... We, don't get enough that, river, that... we don't get enough river suitors these days, do we? No. It's a shame. You sweep the highway of the water, didn't it? Um, okay, then, Neil. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to go through our scoring system? Yeah, it's quite a short and sweet one, but I think it's a nice little tale. Lovely little um, tale. So, Neil, um, spookiness, tell me, is this going to keep you up at night for the wrong reasons? Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, this, because I suppose, I mean, coming back from war and then finding out that, that your wife has died in childbirth, that would be sort of heartbreaking, but then kind of like realising that you've been living with a ghost for a period of time. Ghost? Kind of spooky, but then it seems to even itself out in the end, because, you know... It's become more of a kind of enduring thing where people are sort of, you know, treating her as a sort of, um, you know, symbol of enduring love and all of this sort of thing. Um, and a way to get out of the army. Yeah, that, that as well. Um, yeah, I think I think it is. It, it's a little bit spooky. I think you know, coming back and finding out that somebody you you know you've been in a relationship with actually was a was a, was a ghost version. Um, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty spooky. But it's. Uh, it's yeah, it's not not the most terrifying one we've had. I'm, I'm going to give this one a six. Six. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess the the spooky thing is how uh, common, sadly common, it was to die in childbirth back back in those days. Um. You know that's terrible, and that's why you know they've got you know the average age of people. It's so much lower back then. It's not because people didn't live to a decent age. It's just because so many kids died and stuff. Um, but beyond that, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't find it. I mean, you know, if he'd been man enough 
to just get on with it and, and you know, marry, carry on his loving relationship with his ghost wife. You know, what's the problem? I think, you know, I think that, you know, I think what's spooky here is uh, the fact that this person was so cowardly, really. I think that's spooky, and especially for an ex-soldier. So um, I don't find the ghost part of it spooky. We, I mean, we haven't been told anything. Of, you know, she terrorised the village, apparently, but, you know, no further no further details. No further details, yeah. Um, so I don't find it very... I mean, if anything, it would be quite nice to know that there's something after death. That would be quite nice. I mean, you know, that would certainly remove a lot of the existential dreads that people fear throughout their lives and some of the horrible decisions that they make, I think. So I'm going to give it a four for spookiness, Neil. So, believability. Um, well, it was quite low until we uh, had a little aside at the end about some kid who didn't want to share his inheritance was dressing up as his dead mum and throwing rocks at suitors. It was um, very, very much like the Odyssey, in a way. Um, yeah. So... <clears throat> The story up until the ghost bit is sadly believable, getting sent off in the army, someone dying childbirth. Um, the ghost part, obviously, slightly less believable, but then it brings it all the way around again with the fact that it could have been the sun <laughs> doing, doing it. So um, I think it's not bad believability-wise, so I'm going to give it an 8 nil. Okay, quite high then. Yeah. Um, I think not quite so high for me, but... Um... I'm kind of leaning more on the fact that, um, you know, people will buy into it. It's kind of like a bit more a tenant of Buddhist philosophy. So it's not necessarily about whether or not I think that there they would have been a ghost. But, you know, there is still a shrine in her honour um, and people still sort of buy into the story. So that's so I think it's the kind of like the believability of the folklore. Um, yeah, I think, you know, probably for a lot of people, it's just something to go and sort of see and do, I suspect. It's a bit like I went down to see the... Um, well, actually, I went to Valencia. They're supposed to have a version of the Holy Grail down there. I couldn't find couldn't find the damn thing. But um, oh, well, you know, isn't that just the story for everyone? <sighs> Indy. So yeah, um, and, and it's not because I believe that it was the Holy Grail. But um, the arrogance true. of you, Neil, thinking you could just rock up and find the Holy Grail. People have been <laughs> trying for thousands of years. Maybe on display. Um, yeah, I can't see it. In this church, but uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, move over, Percival. <laughs> right, I got this one. Um, yeah, so but um, yeah, so so uh, but but yeah, you know, nonetheless, it's, you know, there's, there's still a shrine there, sort of in our honour and, and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think given um, that, I'm going to give it a six. Six. Okay. Narrative premise, Neil. What do you reckon? Uh, I think this is potentially quite strong. I think you know, as I say, there's been twenty odd films made in Thailand around this. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of gaps. So there's a lot, you know, you could do a lot with in terms of, you know, how exactly does she terrify the villagers um, for letting, for revealing the truth about her sort of ghostly existence. Um, you know, got a bit of comedy in there with a guy hiding in a bush and, uh, you know, and then the, the son potentially trying to scare people up at the end. So you have a nice little twist at the end. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's quite strong, actually. I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give this one an eight. Nice. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's a fair bit to it, and the story's kind of all there. Um, and you've got all the bits about 
you know, shoving her in a pot, chucking it in Camden lock, and then some goths finding it and letting her out again. Um, yeah. Got a spin-off series of Ghost Baby, you know. So that's yeah, that's a, what's he been up to? That's a blank bit of paper right there. Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> I like the long arms. They could like I haven't heard that one from a ghost before. Having a uh, Miss Fantastic Arms or Mister Tickle, depending depending on what you read, depending on your reading age, Mister Tickle for me. Um, yeah, I think it's decent, so I'm going to give it a seven. So Reach, uh, I haven't heard of it, um, but it sounds like it's very popular in Thailand, and Thailand's a big country with lots of people in it, and there's quite a lot of cross pollination with different countries in Southeast Asia, so it may be known in Vietnam or Laos or or what have you. Um, Myanmar, I guess. Um, uh, and the 20 films is a lot. So, I mean, I think it's a regional one, but I think it's very well known, very well kind of saturated in, in the region. It's, what, about 170 years old or something? Yeah, there, give or take. There's, there's about. So, I mean, it's not got international recognition, but it's got big regional. So, for that reason, I'm going to give it a 6 0. I'll go slightly lower because I think it is just pretty much confined to Thailand. But, okay. um, but no, I mean, but I think it's a five for me on sort of similar premise. It's, it's, it's been around for quite a while. There's been lots of films made. Um, and it's obviously a very enduring piece of, um, Thai folklore. So I can see it being around for many years to come. Don't necessarily think it's going to, travel out but for anyone looking for a, a ghost story um i think it will have that reach i think it is do so so it's a five for me five for you well that gives um pretty high score of 50 mm, not too shabby that's very very good on a bit of a run of uh high scoring ones um which makes a nice change <laughs> <laughs> um Cool. So um, I don't know if any of you are in a relationship with a ghost. Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah. Um, let us know at herb.legends.podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, for that or anything else that you think we might want to hear or not want to hear. It's up to you. Can't stop, you know, not in charge yeah. of what you do with your fingers. You know, chance will be a fine thing. Um but yeah, beyond that, that's it. Short and sweet one this week. Um, there's plenty to listen to if you want to, if this wasn't long enough for you. And uh, we will see you same time next week, Thursday release, 7 a.m. GMT. Goodbye. Goodbye.